Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Roaring D20s. I am your, I didn't think of an adjective, Dungeon Master, Scott Jones, and today we've got an excellent cast of adventurers, and I didn't think of that until right now. I will let these adventurers introduce themselves, starting with Caitlin. Wow, really kicking us off well with that no adjective. Uh, <laughs> hi, I'm Caitlin, playing Caitlin. And uh, I'm really worried about my little whale pup. I hope I hope he didn't uh, ooze all over our hotel room. <laughs> Ew. Ew. <laughs> I don't know what it, what would you call it? Like slime? I guess slime all over uh-huh. our hotel room. I'm gonna go with ooze. I inked Whatever. myself. I inked you know. I mean, that's just kind of a weird thing. You should probably just complain to whoever made that monster. Ugh, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> He's my baby. <laughs> Well, I'm not Maitlin, uh, playing as Josh, playing as Uther, um, and yeah, I'm ready to uh, kick down a door of a tower. And I am Chris, and I'm playing Marcus, a rogue and reluctant leader, and I too am ready to kick down a wizard's tower. Cool. Um, well, I'm Jesse, uh, Bartholomew Sinclair, uh, as always. Um I don't think I should be kicking down anything because I, I, I weak. weak. Yeah, I feel out of the three there, I think Chris would be the only one. <laughs> All right, and I'm Jacob, and I'm playing Gork the Barbarian, who's considering a lifestyle change to jerky and cornucopia salesman. <laughs> very <laughs> legitimate. Very good. Like, I think it's side. funny that of, yeah. of the three people that offered to kick down some sort of architecture, Gork was not one of them. Oh, Gork was going to kick it down. There's no question. It doesn't need to be said. Okay. He's, okay. he's just thinking about the cornucopia selling while he's yes. kicking it down. Uh, yeah, he's quite the businessman now. So when last we met, having come back from the Bellman Meadery, our party was trying to figure out what their next move was. Having been introduced to the new meal at Oasis, the Moccas and Cheese, mm-hmm. uh, they left <laughs> to go to Nils Tower and were waylaid by a caravan full of individuals that were dressed as soldiers. Uh, going out, they found... An interesting noble by the name of Alexander Augustus D'Angelo IV, but please never call him that. Um, an odd member of the D'Angelo family who was a, a prominent force in the Azurite War. Alex seems a little bit carefree, a little bit odd, and very caring, much to, uh, much to Uther's chagrin. Uh, they apparently had been doing a campaign of aid in the south and had been heading up north back to their home city of Vram. Uh, having heard of the plight in Gil, however, the caravan has now changed course and is on their way back to the troubled town. What will happen when our party returns to Gil? Well, the world may never know. But in the meantime, our party is now standing in front of the tower of the great wizard Nils. Take it away. <clears throat> it's rather know- phallic, isn't it? <laughs> we, we made that joke last week. <laughs> Literally, the last episode ended on. Do you think he's compensating oh, for oh, something? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, this will well. pay off. Any listeners who listen to our episodes back to back, they're going to get a nice reward of a double hit on that joke. Like, oh, like, actually, we ended, and Uther said, "Do you think he's compensating for something?" <laughs> oh, oh, oh my gosh! Is it covered. big and white? Uh, uh, it's big and sand colored. Sand color. Mm. Does it got like a blue like roof on the top? I don't know why blue, but that's the first color I thought of. Jesse, that um, would require a doctor as a as a completely architect. unrelated aside. <laughs> I think you need to see a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh. Is there some kind of like base that's kind of bulbous? I don't know. Oh my like god. Like some place to enter. Yes, he has two little hedges right next to his door. Let's move on, it's please. Well curated. Uh, <laughs> the landscape. You might is say that he yeah, he landscapes. <laughs> Fucking Mad. shit. Okay, I I thought we Wizard were case. like we haven't we haven't done like that many dick jokes in a row in a very long time on this yeah. podcast. But it it's good to know that we can go back to our roots, if only for a moment. Now it's let's please move on from that. <laughs> is there oh, a, like a is there a general like you know a, like an actual door at the front? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's a double door. In fact, uh, mm. not a very fabulous double door for a tower that's so large the door itself is rather simple wooden doorknob on the right appears to open outward uh weirdly enough though there's a giant lit path off to the left that looks completely unrelated uh but that's not that important wow um you gonna dangle that carrot in front of me are you <laughs> <laughs> it's not important ignore Something's all the pointing so. arrows and signs saying important don't come here Marcus is like wait there's a path uh, Marcus, <laughs> I led us astray last time. I'm gonna reel us in. Yeah, well, should I take the map we again? Just... No, let's just knock. <laughs> well, see, you led us astray last time, so now it's Marcus's turn. Oh, uh, all right, no. Marcus, our, our fearless leader, please, please move forward onto this door. Onto the door. Well, I'll knock it on the door. So if there's like a knocker or something, I'll like use the knocker. I'll just knock on not, the door. There isn't. Yeah, well, I'll just knock on the door. Okay, uh, you knock on the door. The knocks echo pretty loudly. Seems like whatever room is on the other side of this is rather spacious. You wait. Moment. Two moments. Ten moments. At 20, you realize nobody is answering. Well, I guess he's not there. We might as well go check out that other path. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to take out my wand and tap the door. Okay. Um, Make a deck save, please. Oh, oh shit. No! <laughs> I didn't. I felt something was gonna happen. <clears throat> Let me just grab some D12s here. Oh, <laughs> this is a joke, right? This is a joke. I got a fourteen. A fourteen. A fourteen <laughs> is unfortunately not enough. Um, so as <laughs> the tip of your wand connects with the wood on the door, you feel a spark of electricity run through it, as though the magics in your wand itself were connecting with some sort of opposing magical energy. Uh, at that moment, a bolt of electricity runs up your arm, and you get blasted back about 20 feet and knocked flat on your ass. Um, ooh, I actually rolled really well on the damage. You take 12 points of lightning damage. Oh! It was only 2d6, but I rolled double sixes. What the hell? <laughs> it's because they knew it was attacking Uther. So Marcus, Marcus is just I literally I rolled wow. 2d6 and audio listeners you're not going to be able to see this on the my camera but gosh. I'm holding up my double sixes now Whoa. I'm holding up two things as well ah he's holding up the I want to get attacked by lightning damage again Marcus <laughs> the door just slams him on the ground man uh, comes to life and punches you even the door is uh, out for Uther dude Uther are you okay <laughs> Uh, 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 I, I'm uh, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm okay. Just um, wasn't expecting something so uh, energetic in the morning. 
Marcus like he's just standing next to the door and he like looks to his left and he's like I could have sworn there was another magic user right here a second ago <laughs> 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 like there's just this blank space in the world like, next to him and there's like sworn somebody your, was there what's your passive perception Marcus uh, <laughs> <laughs> fuck <laughs> passive perception is 13 13 so actually as you hear the bang and look over to your right it, it does appear as though Uther has vanished and as you look down and see the little smudge spot that he left on the ground <laughs> there's a brief moment in time that you think he might be vaporized whether or not you <laughs> consider that a good thing well I'll leave that up to Marcus um, <laughs> but then you look over and see him lying flat on his ass about 20 feet away <laughs> oh joy Man, that other path really looking good right about now. <laughs> I really don't think we should. Uh, As you what? say that, some uh, lights start flashing on the other path. It's weird. It's it's as though it has electricity. It's it's a very odd thing. Oh my god! You hear angelic singing coming from it. The DM is just baiting. Singing. So much baiting. No, you're baiting here. <laughs> I'm gonna try to open the door. Okay. Um, you turn it. It's locked. Ah, well. Is there like any like gargoyle or anything nearby? Is there a map with a statue? <laughs> you look down that golden pet. No. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so there's not any sort of gargoyle, but um, as you contemplate and consider your frustration and or lightning burns, um, Marcus, you move to take your hand away from the doorknob, and you find that it sticks. Of course, yes, this is. This is right. This okay. this 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 tracks. And when you uh, turn back <laughs> towards the door, you're greeted by an enormous face ah! sticking out of the wood, staring right at you. Uh, hello. Who is it? Uh, what do you want? Ma- it's Marcus. Google's Marcus it. who? Marcus Wayland. Am I supposed to know what that means? Mm, probably not. I'm going to slide in by the face and be like, uh... Is this High Wizard Nils that I am speaking with? Yes, that is whose time you are currently wasting. Why is it that you've oh. set off my my traps? It is a great honor to meet you, sir, but I do have uh, something for you. We brought you a finest case of the Bellman Meadery Mead, if you would help us with a couple of questions that we have. He kind of looks around at you. Make a persuasion check. Okay. First roll of the day. Don't fuck it up. Technically, no. I had the first roll of the day, and I did great. <laughs> and actually that's well, not even true technically Josh had the first roll of the day and he did terribly yes yes I have no pressure on me anymore <laughs> uh, 19, 19. Nice. Uh, so with the 19 the, the face in the door which it's kind of hard to tell any kind of uh, features from the face in the door but uh, it is looking around in a very the only word I can really use is horrific fashion. Uh, you, you see kind of the wood in the door creak as the face turns and looks around. And finally, uh, the eyes rest on you, Gork, and the case that you have with you. And he says, fine, fine. I can give you five minutes of my time. Come in, come in. Um, the face oh, thank you so much. recedes into the door and you hear a clicking sound and it swings open towards you. All right. I assume that I can pull my hand off. The- <laughs> you can. Oh, thank God. <laughs> still stuck, still stuck. Yeah. <laughs> slams the door slams you in the face twice yeah, and yeah, shuts yeah. and locks. <laughs> All right. Shall we head in? We'll, we shall head in. Um, yeah. Post haste. Are, are you all right? No. 
Do you, do you want to wait here? No. Ah, uh, walk it off, <laughs> buddy. The lightning went right through you. <laughs> you dead stare. <laughs> I grin. No, you're not dead yet. <laughs> oh my gosh. Marcus, uh, Marcus kind of rolls his eyes, and before he goes in, he's like, well, we can always trust in our Uther to be well-grounded. <laughs> Take I just keep walking forward. We're, we're on alert. On alert. Ah. Can, we, can we double back for a moment to when Chris introduced himself? And I think that was the first time he acknowledged his leadership of the party. Oh, yeah. Well, it was, oh, he is a player. He, he, said, player. he, said, he said reluctant leader. d uh, Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> progress. <laughs> <laughs> We just have to say it enough, and then he'll accept it. <laughs> yep. Oh, it's player versus character, okay? <laughs> so, as you go in, the first thing you notice is that the inside of the tower has uh, what I'd like to call the TARDIS effect. Mm. It's much larger. Uh, it appears as though you've entered into some kind of library, and not just any library, a magical library. There are shelves lining the entireties of the walls. Um, The ceilings of this particular room go up about 50 feet. Uh, The the entirety of that 50 feet is lined with shelves, and some of the books seem to just be flying off of them. Opening. You see random quills going through the air, writing in notebooks. Books flying over to desks that don't appear to have occupants upon them. The room is very active and in motion for one that has absolutely nobody in it. There's a set of stairs off to your right, chiseled stone, that leads up to the next level. Bartholomew, as you head in, before entering the tower proper, you look over at the other path, Mm -hmm. and you watch as a single platinum piece falls out of it. You hear a clink as though a, a mountain of money is falling out of the door, and then it closes. Forever. <laughs> I, I was right. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything. Just That's gonna, some Aladdin shit right there. I'm gonna Probably shed a giant red gem and mountain of lava in there too. <laughs> <laughs> but there won't be a magic carpet. Just <laughs> us <laughs> dead. Or the old, old shed man a who single to be tear. Bar, who's also an old man, but uh, but more handsome. You know. <laughs> Uh, nobody touch anything. Yeah, well, I kind of figured. I'm already. I make my best to boo sound. <laughs> I'm, I'm already touching the floor. Do you want me to stop that? You know what I mean. <laughs> Bartholomew, let's see how long you cannot touch the floor. Go! I jump. <laughs> make an acrobatics check. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a 16. 16. You jump. You land. Whoa! You got so much air! I know, right? Everyone looks at him. I'm really impressed. Is this floor, like, springy? (laughs) Sorry, I'm just gonna stop being a goof. Let's move forward, shall we? We'll probably run a long time here. Uh, (laughs) Just watching them do all this, like, really? Really? I'm sorry, it's when I'm with Bartholomew. We're just... We're stupid. Oh, my God. Hey, what's this Hey, that's my job. You get out of here. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Um, I was at Nils. Hello. Nada. Are there stairs? Yes. Yeah. I mentioned them. 
Then let's go to the stairs. Yep, guess we're going up the stairs. I like that idea. Uh, What's your march order for no particular reason? Fork is in front with the meat. Marcus will follow him. Yeah, I'll be be behind Marcus then. I'm going to be last. Okay, I guess I'm second to last. Okay, Uh, so as you make your way up the stairs, I need you all to um, do absolutely nothing. So you make your way up to the (laughs) second level. And it seems as though the tower is only split between two. Uh, The second level is, it can only be described as a magical laboratory. There are still an insane number of things flying through the air, as if of their own accord. But uh, it's not so much books this time. There are a few, yes, magical brooms sweeping on their own, just uh, for a little nostalgia factor. Uh, (laughs) There are a lot of instruments that most of you don't recognize. Uther, you know a little bit about what some of these things do. You see what you think is a magical siphon in the corner, but that's pretty much the extent of your knowledge. Ah, Uh, At the end of the room, there is a a rather large, round window that looks out over the sort of the pseudo-desert area and the town, um, sorry, uh, and the entirety of Alcoa. Interestingly enough, you never saw the window from the outside. Classic. (laughs) Uh, There is a large, grand, ornate desk under the window. And when I say grand and ornate, I mean finely carved wood. It's got drawers down both sides. It's got a tiered set of shelves that go up through the back of it uh, that have a a divot cut out of them as to not block the view of the window. Uh, Covered in paper. Covered and covered and covered and covered in different sheets of paper. And in front of that is a large, and by large I mean very, very tall, but he is rather wiry. He's not like fat (laughs) man in a robe who is currently facing away from you Uh, I was at Nils Uh, yes yes and as he moves he moves his left hand behind him watches he flicks two fingers Uh, Gork the case of mead flies out of your hands moves over to rest next to the wizard's feet he says well you've uh already used three of your minutes getting up here. What yes. do you want? Yeah. Uh, I pull um, the note that uh, Nils sent uh, Graham Knighton. And I said, you uh, you had a, a letter sent from a, a Graham Knighton from uh, Gil. Yes. Uh, we want to understand uh, exactly what he asked and maybe any other information uh, that you two discussed as he is a part of a a murder investigation that we're currently uh, conducting. I am fairly certain that all of the information that he and I discussed were in the letter. You wanted to cast a purity spell? No, Uh, he wanted me to cast a purity spell. Foolish, uh, really. Why is that foolish? I mentioned in the letter, did I not, that it is uh, incredibly dangerous. Yes, was generally curious if there's anything else to know. He turns around and takes a look at you all for the first time. His eyes just kind of wash over each of you, and you you get the feeling that he's seeing more than he lets on. His gaze lingers for a moment too long on Marcus, but then passes. Finally, he looks back and he says, Murder investigation? Yes. What happened? Well, there was a uh, terrible calamity at the, uh... Oh, shit, no, I didn't read my notes. Kamani. Kamani, yes, the Kamani uh, meadery. 
during the festival, um, which you may or may not know. Um, there was a large beast that was kept trapped underneath the, the, um, the metery, and it broke free and caused a lot of destruction. Uh, Mr. Mr. Knighton and his um, his, uh, his employer, his, his employer um, they both perished in the accident, um, but it seemed like it could have been foul play. So what does purity have to do with that? If Knighton is dead, then there's no longer a need to cast the spell, is there? Well, we have a suspicion that the spell wasn't going to be cast on him, but potentially a family yes, member. Yes, his sister. And after... Correct. With the so... Clearwater affliction. Yes. Yes, so we were trying to see, since uh, at least one of our theories is the fee that you were going to charge him from the letter... Um, potentially maybe he was trying to find a way to get that money. That's um, not really my concern. Well, I mean, we're just trying to find any information about Graham in general. We're like, if you knew anything from your dealings with him. He sighs and puts down the quill that was in his right hand. And he looks at you and he says, I don't really understand what it is you're asking of me. I didn't know the man. All I did was charge him. For the services he was asking about. Purity is an enormous risk to both the caster and the target. It's not something one casts lightly. And he kind of waves his hand dismissively at you, Uther, and he says, You should know this. Well, considering um, the uh, tales that I've heard from you, I figured you wouldn't have so much uh, trouble doing this spell. But we're looking for a little bit more information, something that he might have... uh, perhaps said to you in passing. So that's why we come to you, an all-knowing wizard. Make a deception check. (laughs) Stroke that ego. Stroke that ego. Yeah. (laughs) Come on, Josh. Where's my deception? There's my deception. Shit. (laughs) Nope. I got a 13. 13. There's no way. That's not the worst. He looks at you, and you can see that any amount of respect that a fellow mage kind of falls from him and he says you have absolutely no idea what purity is do you uh as i'm still in the beginning stages of my um uh craft no well let me enlighten you come over here mage all right i walk over okay he says purity has absolutely nothing to do with the skill of a wizard. It has to do with the careful channeling of energies outside of said wizard's control. And he picks up a small container off of his desk, and he hands it to you. Do you take it? Oh, yeah. I'm going to take it. I'm going to look at it. with uh... immediately immediately feel an incredible amount of energy humming through this object that he's handed you. More energy than you've ever handled in your entire life. I'm just like kind of staggered by it. And he says, Um, good, at least you can sense it. That is condensed magical energy. It can be used for a number of things. And he looks among you and says, do any others of you have any sort of magical anything? I raise my hand. (laughs) And he looks over here. 
I approach. You, what's your name? Uh, it's Bartholomew. Uh, hmm, okay. He says, now you, Bartholomew, hmm. grab onto your friend's hand here. I grab onto Uther's hand. I wink Do me him. a favor and cast a spell, <laughs> one which would use uh, enough magical energy to leave you wanting. To leave me wanting? Read, use a spell slot. Got it. Um, <laughs> I will cast uh, Long Strider. Okay. Uh, so as you, on, on what or who? Uh, I guess on Uther, because... <laughs> I'm touching him. <laughs> okay. So you cast Long Strider on Uther, the effects of which aren't really going to matter. Um, and you feel the magical energies leave your body. Now, High Wizard Nils looks at all of you and says, Observe. And he flicks the canister in your hand, Uther. Okay. Immediately, you feel a jolt of pure fire spread through your arm. And go to your chest. And I need you to give me a constitution saving throw this time. Oh, shit. That would cause me to, like, <laughs> tighten my hand on the on the object. <laughs> and probably and maybe on have a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, and him. Good luck, everybody. <laughs> Next time, bye. I'm sorry, what, what was the check again? Con save. Thank you. That is a 12, good sir. A 12. You're doing really well on these saves today. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. As you feel the fire enter your chest area, your heartbeat increases. The fire seems to be taking over the entirety of your soul. It feels as though it's going to burn through your entire system. And then it moves on, traveling down your other arm and makes its way to you. Now, Bartholomew, you do not feel this burning sensation. You feel the rush of magical energies and your spell slot is restored. Uther. Oh no. You take an additional 13 points of fire damage. (laughs) I'm gonna take a nap. Okay. (laughs) So as you regain your spell slot, Bartholomew, and you're just kind of looking at your hands, feeling that tingle of where the energies hit you, you look over and Uther drops to the ground. I'll keep holding onto his hand and be like. <laughs> <laughs> as he falls over, which at this point is becoming commonplace, his hand kind of twists at an awkward angle as you hold on to it. Nils rolls his eyes in a very overdramatic fashion, walks over, and kicks you lightly in the ribs, Uther. As he does so, you regain six hit points <laughs> and wake up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what an asshole. What the hell? Oh. Get up. Yeah, get up. I'm holding you and it's getting painful. <laughs> I, I flip you the, the, the finger. <laughs> With which hand? <laughs> Do you try to raise the finger in the hand you're holding? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Everything gets a little awkward for a moment as the two are now standing up just holding hands. <sighs> a new <laughs> ship is born. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Bartholuther. I know it's beyond me, but I, I basically, I'd like to take a look at the object uh, using my arcana sense just to see if I can understand the nature of this better. Okay. <laughs> of the um, object better. By the way, Jesse, no, it's Detective Sinclair. <laughs> Detective Sinclair. <laughs> okay. That's your, that's your ship name. Great. Oh, no. Uh, give me an arcana no. check, Uther. <laughs> All right. 
Oh, okay, that's better. I got a 16 on that one. Nice. It just seems to be a housing for magical energy, pure, raw, magical energy. There doesn't appear to be anything special about it, just that there's a lot of it. Oh, okay. Nils then looks at all of you. And he says, you, Arts, Farts, what, what was your name? Me? You. Uh, Bartholomew. Right, yes, Bartholomew. How do you feel? Restored. And you, mage? Hurt. <laughs> Rubbing my ribs. That <laughs> is but a fraction of what the purity spell entails. Imagine feeling that kind of pain on a deific level. I understand now. Purity. I, that must be great. <laughs> Purity is a spell that was haphazardly designed. It hasn't been refined. It hasn't been the safety tested, I suppose. The wizard schools don't really care about it because it's, it's not considered forbidden magic, but it's considered dangerous magic. Purity puts the caster at great risk because it makes them act as a conduit between a deific power source one which the caster themselves much uh, one which the caster themselves much i said it twice must must the word is must <laughs> <laughs> the caster must. must seek and the target now the clearwater affliction is one of the most common uses for the purity spell because there is no longer or so far there is no cure there's no solution it will eat away at you until you die. The only thing that has any effect on it is to quite literally burn it out of their system using said raw energy source. But the only way to do that without killing the target is to use yourself as a conduit and to limit the amount of energy that is actually being passed through. Now do you think, mage, that you have the control necessary to do so? I think for a moment, kind of rubbing my chin. I... No, of course not. But couldn't you share the load? Make it safer to pass through not just one individual, but multiple individuals. And he says, now that, that is an excellent question. You might have promise yet. And he says, you. Uh, and he points at you, Caitlin. Me? Come over here. Uh, Okay. <laughs> I give my book to Bacchus. I'm like, I'm afraid of this getting singed. Hold on <laughs> yeah. to my, my art book, please. There you go. Um, now he says to you, grab onto the container. Uh. uh, uh Come on, Caitlin, do okay. it. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm an energy conduct with these horns. I'll grab it. <laughs> an energy <laughs> conduct. Lightning like sparks feel, between yeah, your horns. Yeah, between my horns. We created the light bulb. Standing up, (laughs) I made the light bulb. (laughs) So now he says, "You mage, continue holding on to it." Okay, I go to do that. Okay, with you both grabbing on to it, I need you both to give me a straight arcana check. Okay. Uh, I got a fourteen. I got a sixteen. Okay, Luther, this is the one time you wanted to roll lower. Oh well. Uther, you're just getting fucked Nils today. Nils walks oh, yeah. up, flicks the container again. This time, 
little more lightly. Uther, you feel the fire run through your right arm again. But before it can spread to your chest, Nils grabs the object out of your hand, as if sensing the impending danger. So you don't take any additional damage. Okay. Caitlin, you felt nothing. Hmm. Nothing at all. Uther, why did this hurt you so bad? It's just a jug. <clears throat> I, uh, rubbing my arm, I'm like, I understand. The weakest link will fall. Not quite. Magical energies tend to flow in a single direction. Just one. Okay. Well, if you use more than one conduit, if you use more than one intermediary and attempt to share it, you can really only do it one of two ways. You can connect yourselves together, where only one of you is attached to the source and it passes through both of you, but that does nothing except cause both mages pain. Or you can attempt to share the initial load, in which case the magical energies will reject one of the users. Damn. Mm. I see the fault in that. <laughs> I have been practicing magic for well over 300 years. I have cast the purity spell twice. He rolls up the right sleeve on his robe and you see a long burn scar down his forearm. And he says, it was successful both times, but not without its pain. This is why I charge so much. Do you understand now? Gravely, and I shake my head. And he looks at you and he says, You have promise, young one. Padawan. <laughs> but you're hot-headed. And stupid. <laughs> you don't know everything, and you should know that you don't know everything. You seem like the type that rushes headlong into things. Had you any sense when you picked up that container, you would have thrown it back at me. I don't True. expect you'll be able to contain this kind of energy for another 40 to 50 years. I assume you're right, but fortune does favor the bold sometimes. Fortune does not favor the dead. Well, we've kept him from being dead so far, so... <laughs> yes. He says, now you are over your time by several minutes at this point, but I will give you one other piece of information. I've told you why the purity spell is dangerous, but there is one other factor that cannot be controlled. And that is the target. You, Fart, you did well to maintain the magical energies. But if the target resists, if they don't understand, sometimes in the case of the Clearwater Affliction, there's nothing they can do. They begin to shake uncontrollably. That puts enormous pressure on the caster and limits the amount of energy that can flow through. If the target is known to be difficult, the danger to the caster is increased. I was made to understand that this gnome sister was going to be a difficult individual to deal with which is why I charge so much 
That's fair. Do you not have a uh, moral obligation to uh, try anyway? <laughs> no. No, I do not. Hmm. If the purity spell fails, you've got one who still has the clear water affliction and will die, and you have a dead, experienced mage. Do you, do so. you know of any other way to help it? There is no other way. Not at present. Uh, real quick, Parney. Uh, was there anything else that we wanted to ask him? Like, just in case he, like, boots us out real fast? Because like, I think that was it. Like, we don't have anything, uh, any other yeah, threads I mean, of information. Uh, I, I did have one request from him that I was going to ask. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. It's in case yeah. I just forgot something. Yeah, no, it's fine. No, I I understand now. <laughs> we are about to drop in an ocean. Oh. But uh, I, looking down at my arm, where <laughs> I felt all of that pain and everything, I'm just like, I still need to make progress. Can you teach me to mend? To mend? Mend objects, uh, perhaps a spell, to get me started. Learn control. Make a persuasion check. Please, for the love of God, roll well. <laughs> I know, right? If we could get well, it's a freaking for... computer, so we'll see. While he's doing that, I'm still holding his hand and I'm shaking, and I'm moving it back and forth, kind of like we're <laughs> Detective Sinclair. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, I got an 18 this time. Ooh. An 18. He says, I'd be happy to sell you the spell. <sighs> if you must. How much? 100 gold pieces. Duh! <laughs> Sir, please. <laughs> For one <laughs> wizard to another. Just a little, little lower. That is the reduced price. Ugh. Is this for the, um, the, the picture that we found from the, the dwarf girl? Yeah, that, that's what I was trying to learn and end. And he's right. our only and probably best source to get that. <laughs> um, how how much would you charge to cast men yourself? Uh, what What is this about? There is one other object that we, we had that we wanted to uh, restore um, since the accident. More of a, uh, what would you call it, Caitlin? Um, a lead? <laughs> I suppose. I'm not really sure if it means much, but pull it out while one of you. Okay, I'll fish in my bag and find that piece of paper. Um, okay, take it out to him. Uh, do you just have the, the the piece that you recovered? Yeah, it was the one that I guess, like, potentially all the ink was lost, or I think it sustained, like, water damage, or, well, alcohol damage. <laughs> okay. Um, you take out the piece of paper... And he flicks a risk, and, and the, the piece of paper floats out of your hand and moves over to him. And he looks and he says, Mend will not help with this. It's designed to repair tears, broken halves. You would need all of the pieces of the original. Oh. This, is this not all the page? That's the entirety of the page. What are you trying to mend? The page is as whole as it's going to be. I was guess we think that it might have been damaged by water and lost what was written on it. I wasn't sure if there was a way to restore that. You would have needed the ink. 
Oh, no. <laughs> oh, and that was mixed with the alcohol in the bag. Yep. Uh, never mind. Well, Master Nils, uh, thank you so much for your time. Uh, hope you enjoy the mead. Um, we're going to continue our investigation. Um, and I'm sure we won't have any other questions for you. So good. Good day. There, there is one last thing. Uh, just out of curiosity. <laughs> small. No, your friend here thing. just said well, Marcus, you didn't have any other questions. questions. Do you want no, to hold hands question. with me too? It's fine. I do not. No, I, <laughs> I just want to know if uh, you still Chris, have... make a deception check. <laughs> on holding hands. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> we all know Chris wants to hold his hand. It's true. Uh, um, so no, uh, Marcus is going to. It's not. It's not a. It's not a question for you. It's just you have the letter that Mister Knighton sent you in the first place, so that we might have it. He thinks for a moment, and he says. Unfortunately, I do not. Hmm. Only piece of paper here that's not well documented, it seems. Very well. Thank you for your time. And start walking off. Make a deck save. Great. <laughs> uh, 19. 19. Good deck save. Uh, right. So as you fire uh, a glib comment towards High Wizard Mills and turn to leave, one of the floor tiles shifts underneath you. And you almost <laughs> completely fall down the stairs. <laughs> but you manage to regain your balance at the last moment. I look back at Nils. He's turned back to his desk and has continued writing on whatever paper he was before. But you notice that there is a bottle of mead floating next to him with the top off. <laughs> I just continue walking. It's not worth it. Come along, Uther, as I grab him by the hand. <laughs> Down the stairs. <laughs> Take my hand away. Oh. I can walk. Make a contested <laughs> athletics check. LOL. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm waiting for Bartholomew Ooh. to have death grip from playing his uh, <laughs> his uh, guitar type of thing. Just fingers of steel. I, I rolled an unnatural <laughs> one. I, I, rolled, I, rolled I have a, a minus one to my athletics and I rolled a nat 20, so it's a 19. <laughs> Break still in that hand off. <laughs> as you uh, as you rip your hand out of his, you see a single tear <laughs> fall down Bartholomew's face. <laughs> as Detective Sinclair vanishes. <laughs> Man, we really should have got that men's spell. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Damn. Ooh, you already have you. inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chris, that was a good that one. That was good. <laughs> All right. Um, I think while we're downstairs or on our way downstairs, I'm going to lean over to Marcus, mm? or like on the way down the stairs and be like, I don't I don't buy him not having that letter. You think so? I mean. Look at all these papers down here flying back and forth. He's making notes on everything. There's books everywhere. I would think he would have that letter. Should have freaking tried to see if he was lying or not. Um, Marcus kind of nods and he's like, it does seem suspicious. Uh, I don't know really what we can do aside from confront him, but he is a wildly powerful magic wielder. I mean, I'm afraid of that too, but 
do you think here in his library he might have a section for letters? One thing I will let the party know when it comes to insight checks to see if you believe someone is telling the truth. Mm-hmm. I will let you make one after the fact, but it will be a disadvantage. Why not? It's because you're to... attempting Don't... to remember something that happened in the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, am you I have assisting him? <laughs> I do have inspiration. Mm. Am I assisting at all for this? Or not, not for this one. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to like think back when he told me, like, you know, no, I don't think I do, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to be like, does that seem like the way he talked, the way he looked, does that seem kind of far-fetched sort of a thing? Uh, and so if I have inspiration, can I re-roll the lower number? Is that how this works? Oh, I forget how we usually do this. We I don't can see end you up talk canceling it. Um, you roll a third die okay. for your inspiration. You mm-hmm. can either take the third die or the lower of the two. Okay, here we go. Uh... Uh, well, I guess it's a 10, then. A 10? Yeah. You found that through the entirety of your conversation, the wizard himself was hard to read. His arrogance was apparent. That much is easy to see. His disdain for your company. His clear distaste for Uther's lack of knowledge. It's hard to tell. And I'm still speaking in his voice, and I don't know why. <laughs> he, he's talking in his head now. <laughs> no, he's talking to us all the way down the stairs. He's like, it's hard to tell if I was actually was lying I or not. <laughs> the world may never know. Yeah. <laughs> Every time you say that, I think of the freaking Tootsie exactly. Roll. The Tootsie Pops. <laughs> How many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? <laughs> Mr. Does a he one, not even know? A two. Josh, now you chew ice. Uh, for our listeners just to insight on that uh, Josh was chewing ice on one of our recordings so that was fun I thought I was on mute (laughs) (laughs) Marcus kind of looks to Caitlin looks around the room for a second to see if there's any like like male uh, area kind of like looking thing make a perception check (sighs) I got a six. A six? Yeah. No, they all look like books. Yeah. Caden, do you see anything? I'm going to look around as well and just see if there's like any type of storage for letters. Just so you're aware, Caitlin, I will let you make this roll, but no other party members. If she fails this roll, nobody else can say, well, now I'd like to look. Right. right. <laughs> Everyone, let's look together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a seven, 17. A 17. You take a look around to see if you can glean any information on the sorting system that High Wizard Nils uses for his knowledge, his repository of knowledge. You see a lot of books flying from the higher shelves as you squint at one as it passes by you walking down the stairs. Uh, It doesn't appear to have a title on it. The spine is blank. You notice through one of the pages long, squinty kind of handwriting. It seems to be notes that he's taken over the years. As you get lower, there are books that aren't moving as often. Some of them fly past you on the stairs and move up to where Nils was in his office or laboratory or whatever you might have called it. Those 
appear to be research tomes written by other individuals. In the far back, you do see a section where nothing is moving. But because nothing is moving, you have absolutely no idea what that section contains. What I will tell you is that it's the furthest from the door. Marcus, I have an idea. Be wary, Caitlin. Alright, here, I'll predict how this ends. Uther, make a death save. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. Okay. Okay. You, Josephine, and me Uh will stay here. Uh Let's look through that. Uh Everyone else leaves. Make it sound like we leave. You know, you you could just be watching us right now. You you realize he turned into a door a minute ago, right? Yeah, I know, but, like, there has to be something here. Caitlin, let me ask you a question as we continue down the stairs. Why, why does it matter that we have the, the, lo- the, the note written to Nils? I mean, we, we, I have, think... we have Graham's motive at this point. He needed money uh, to be able to pay for his sister's clear water affliction. Why, why does it matter what was written in that note? It might contain who he already went to. He could say, hey, I've already done this and I've done this and you're my last hope. How can we fix my sister? That could give us so many leads. And not only that, Bartholomew, but don't you think it might be rather odd that he didn't say that he had the letter if he did? I mean, we don't know. Maybe he didn't. I'm pretty sure he has letters here that are older than me. I mean, yeah, they're all in his books. Yes. They make words and sentences and paragraphs. (laughs) I knew that's where you're going. Gork is confused how killing the mead man would get money to pay for for magic. (laughs) Gork had a rare moment of insight. (laughs) Gork is still confused about many things, but this is a new confusion. It's the confusion of actual knowledge. (laughs) The walls do have ears, so I suggest we just leave. Yeah, I, I honestly think you're... You're going to get yourself hurt over nothing. But I just don't feel Graham did it. And I just want to know who he already went to. We could go back up the stairs. Nils is pompous, but I don't think he has anything to do with this. It's not likely that he was that a hand in it, but maybe he has his own reasons for keeping it secret that he still has the letter. Maybe there is some information that he finds too dangerous for some strange reason. Well, we know or where it could he be lives. nothing. Yes, we do know where he lives. We can always return. Ugh, I'm so torn because I feel my character would do something right now, but then player Caitlin is like, "This is stupid." So I'm trying to figure out character Caitlin or player Caitlin. Uh, but what about character Caitlin uh, or player could, Maitland? Well, she's not currently drunk. <laughs> you could make a personal wisdom save. We'll okay. say from the DM that uh, the, since the player Caitlin has. Mm-hmm. I'd say a plus three to wisdom. Um, (laughs) Hey, that's way higher than average for anybody who's going to be insulted. Um, Your DC is 19. Okay. Basically, what I'm trying to figure out, just to say before I do my wisdom save, is character Caitlin wants to turn around, go back to him and be like, excuse me, Nils, for someone so well documented, how do you not have this letter? I just saw your library yet again, and it's so well organized and all this. Basically, I'm trying to decide if player Caitlin does this, or character Caitlin does this, or they don't. It's Lala Sanderson going for that. Those books. Uh, <laughs> I'm so angry. It's a fucking 18. <laughs> <laughs> I almost made it. 
So uh, what does that mean? You're gonna do what your character character does, right? <laughs> it means that player yeah. Caitlin's knowledge shouldn't get in the way of what character Caitlin character Caitlin yeah. is like. You know what? You're right, Marcus. I can go back up the stairs, and I run back no, upstairs. Uh, 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 oh, uh, Marcus is like, ah. <laughs> so, um, sorry, High Wizard Nils. I know we've already overstayed our welcome, but one follow-up, because I had to think about that last comment real quick. Someone so well documented as you, with your vast libraries and well-organized floating books, how could you misplace that one letter? Marcus is coming back up too. As you attempt to come back up the stairs, an arm goes out in front of you. Josephine has stopped you. She turns back and she says, maybe we leave this to her? Oh, to me. Uh, I'm already walking down the stairs still. I'm like, well, if she's... If she wants to get herself... Wow, I have such a supportive party. Bartholomew's like, well, she's dead. (laughs) Very well, but... I'm staying here, at the very least. All right, come on, Uther. I grab his hand again. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I can walk. (laughs) For now. (laughs) Okay. So you charge back up the stairs, Caitlin, and you face the back of High Wizard Nils and essentially accuse him of lying. He turns around and he looks at you. And you see something in his eyes. You're not really sure what it is you're seeing. Give me an insight check. Oh, fucking thank God for better rolls than what I got last time. Okay, uh, 16. I thought you rolled an 18 last time. Oh, no, that was a personal. (laughs) Yeah. Um, 16. Behind his eyes, you see ancient wisdom a lot of knowledge and a lot of reservation at the forefront you sense a lot of anger at what you just (laughs) said to him there is clearly plenty that high wizard nils is hiding from you but that could be anything right and as he turns and looks at you he says in a very quiet voice You dare accuse me of lying to you. I didn't need to give you the time of day. Had I wanted to, I could have taken your case of mead and told you to get the fuck out. But I didn't. I accepted you and your motley crew into my home. I allowed you access to my laboratory, and I answered your questions well beyond what any one of my years and knowledge should have done. And now you come back and you accuse me of lying. Well, I didn't want it to make it sound like I'm accusing you of lying, but I just have this feeling that you're not letting us know everything. I know to you, we are but specks of dust. You have roamed this world longer than I have. You have so much more knowledge than me. You have lived through so many more lifetimes. But I am just trying to help the one lifetime that the Nightons have. 
they lost their son, they lost their brother to an unforsake, like an unspeakable tragedy. So many people lost their lives when the meadery fell. The whole city is going to lose their way of life. And in my little bit of time I have on this fucking earth, I'm going to try to help the people I can. So yes, you are the almighty knowing Nils. You know so much, so grand, and you've learned so much. But with that knowledge, we should be helping people. I know that it... I understand with the the purity spell how that can personally affect you. But I feel that we should try to help each other whenever we can. It's not like a great artist doesn't share with its mentors how to draw, to paint, to sculpt, to make more beautiful things out of life. So what is it you want me to do? Would you like me to teach your underknowledged mage how to cast the purity spell? Do you want him dead? That's not what I'm asking. I don't want to go give this girl the purity spell. I understand now what can happen from it. And I understand what a big ask it was for Graham to come to you with that. All I am asking is I want to help that one person in my life. I want to help as many people as I can while I am on this fucking earth, okay? So all I'm asking you is if you have that letter, I just want to know who Graham has gone to and how I can help his family after losing him. I assume in all the years you have been on this planet and all the people you have learned from and and encountered, any of those probably hurt. And I want to help the people that are hurting from people that they lost. He looks at you, and you sense cold fury coming from him. And he says, I told you once, and I will tell you again, I don't have it. Can I sense if he's lying again, or if the- I I don't even know if he was lying the first time, Make an insight check. 15. He's probably lying. (laughs) So then, if you don't have it, where is it? Did you send it off to another wizard to get their insight on how to do this, which I feel you wouldn't do? I did not. Is it lost within your tomes downstairs and all the papers flying around? That is enough! And he slams his hand on the desk. Mox is like, what the heck is going on up there? I don't mean... Enough. I have told you my answer. If you wish to help Olivia Knighton, then you need to bring me double my fee. Because if she is going to be difficult, it will be that much harder. If you bring me 50,000 gold pieces, I will cast the purity spell, but not before. Now you were right about one thing. You are but a speck of dust. What's your passive perception? Uh, my passive perception is 50. Wait, passive perception. Uh, which one is that? I only have wisdom, intelligence. Oh, perception, duh, sorry. Passive perception is 15. 15. As he says speck of dust, out of the corner of your eye, you see one of the brooms come out and it smacks you in the chest. And you go tumbling down the stairs. You didn't have to sweep me out like that. Dust needs to be kept 
out. Um, and you are falling down the stairs currently. I'm going to try to catch myself. Okay. I'm going to also try to catch her if she gets to me. All right. Marcus, give me a deck save at advantage. <laughs> That's a nat 20. Excellent. Damn. Excellent. So, Caitlin, as you attempt to catch yourself, uh, you flip forward, uh, start to skid on the stairs and feel yourself moving slightly to the point where you might fall off of them and down into the library below. But you feel an arm on your right and on your left, and you look up to see both Marcus and Josephine looking down at you with concern on their faces, having caught you. <gasps> you take two points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. It's quite a tumble you have there, Caitlin. Yeah, that conceited fucking asshole. You know what? This speck of dust will be back, and I'm going to have another word with you, sir, and I stomp down the stairs. Marcus kind of like looks incredulously at Josephine like, what? <laughs> She's got guts. She certainly does. She might not have them for very long, though, if she keeps this up. Oh, yes, it was quite stupid. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> well, I'm glad he didn't fucking magic missile me. <laughs> <laughs> he magic missile you out the window. <laughs> That's what I was expecting. I'm like, I'm dead. <clears throat> and thus was the end. Of Caitlin. <laughs> but they published the creature her compendium. creature compendium with the Buzz Beast. <laughs> oh, fuck. That was the only one. Everyone, that was uh, the only monster. No, the talent cat was to, there too. <laughs> edition two of the creature compendium now out only with Buzz Beast. <laughs> and it's by it's by Marcus Wayland because I handed him my book. <laughs> um as we leave, I'm gonna say uh Uther Rocks. Or not say, but uh, write Uther Rocks on the wall and then leave. No! With what? <laughs> with what? Are you yeah, freaking? Um, write it on the wall you... with what? Uh, I'm holding I'm gonna, your hand. I'm going to get a rock and a I'm going to scratch law, it in. Obviously. Okay, where are you going to get said rock? From the floor. The floor is, is chiseled. <laughs> it's like it's. I'm like sure there's pebbles somewhere. It's beautiful stone. No, it's inside out. <laughs> I'm still dragging swept... U- U- Uther by my hand like while I'm like, Come on, like, let's keep going. Jesse, do, or, I'm sorry. <laughs> Damn it! Oh my mm, gosh, Jesse, Marcus, <laughs> Laitland, Bartholomew. Which one are you? Do, do, do you have a pen? Or not a pen, a quill? Yeah, yeah I'll give it to you later. We, we should probably get out of here. No, no, or... let, let, let me see the quill. No. <laughs> let me see the quill. No. Uther. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's your own quill. And, and this, at this point, I let go of his hand and I start continuing down to leave this lizard's tower. Oh my god, the way you said that, Jesse, I'm just like Bartholomew, like, let's go of his hand. And he's like, you've changed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. At this point, Caitlin, you have made it to the bottom of the stairs. Gork, what are you doing in all of this? Yo. Just traumatized by all the family trouble we have. Gork, <laughs> <laughs> the poor son. <laughs> At least he's a good But boy. are you making your way downstairs? Are yes. You... Okay. So anybody who isn't trying to deface High Wizard Nil's property is now at the bottom of the stairs and may leave should they so choose. All right, I, everyone. I leave now. <laughs> okay. Uh, as you walk out. I... Okay. No, no, finish the sentence. Since, no, <laughs> no, I got no, to the no. bottom of the stairs first. It's a trap. I'm gonna... Oh, fuck. 
Caitlyn character is an asshole sometimes, but I feel this works. Okay. Um, I'm pissed. I'm at the bottom of the stairs. I want to look around at the books again that are kind of floating around. I want to find another one of the unmarked ones. Okay. And I want to try to grab it. Okay. Make a dexterity-based attack roll. Am I out of the tower yet? Yes. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> uh, 21. I suppose that would literally just have been a dex check. <laughs> <laughs> Since you're not proficient in grabbing. Um, <laughs> grab, 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 grab. 21. You hold a moment. You Your eyes watch the patterns of the books that they fly back and forth. And as one flies off of a shelf near you, you strike out with your hand and you manage to grab onto it. It wriggles in your hand for a moment and it's fighting you. I need, need you to make a strength saving throw. Your DC is Fuck. 18. No, it's not okay. good. It's not good. I fail. I got a seven. A seven. So as you struggle to hold this tome in your hand, it breaks free of you and it slams into you once before flying back on to a, to a different shelf. <sighs> At this point, you turn around and realize that there are only two of you left in the tower. Uh, you and Mills <laughs> and Josephine. <laughs> and she looks at you and she says, why? I'm just... <sighs> want to help. By stealing from him. I don't know. She rolls her eyes and she says, You are a very compassionate woman, Caitlin. I can see that. You all are, frankly. Well, some more than others, Bartholomew. (laughs) (laughs) And she says, But when you're angry, you don't uh, think so much. And she walks over to one of the shelves and pulls one of the stationary books off of it. (sighs) It doesn't fight her. (laughs) Yeah. Now, I don't know what you intend to do with this, nor do I want to. She puts the book against your chest and walks out. (laughs) Oh. I'm just going to do a quick observation of the book as I walk towards the door. Okay. Um... It appears to be scribbled notes, various encounters, various magical implementations. You see one of those, (laughs) the thing, the diagram that I can never remember of the the human (laughs) stretched out with four arms. Oh, the Vesuvian man? Yes. (laughs) Take inspiration for next session, Josh. Yeah. (laughs) Every time I reference the Vesuvian man, I forget Uh it. I forget what it's called. Every time, without fail. I I gave all thanks to Futurama. (laughs) Always goes back to Futurama, doesn't it? Uh, I'm going to take that inspiration back. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, no. (laughs) All right. And as you walk out, make an arcana check, Caitlin. I haven't walked out all the way yet. I just wanted to look real quick, but I'll do an arcana check. It's not great. It's a nine. It's enough. You feel a surge of magic that kind of pulses from the top floor. You feel it pass along you and you, you, you feel the book in your hand vibrate. But then it passes and nothing happens. 
And as you walk out, the door shuts behind you. And that's where we're going to end the episode. (gasps) Oh boy. So, thank you everybody once again for tuning in to another episode of the Roaring D20s. I'm going to say the same things that I always say. I hope you enjoy listening as much as we enjoy making this content. It's a lot of fun for us to make. It's especially fun for me, the DM, in episodes like this where I tempt the players into making really stupid decisions, not necessarily just with the door next to the tower, but I try and incite their wrath against a very powerful (laughs) enemy. And it worked fairly well, I would say. (laughs) That being said, tell your friends, tell your family, tell everyone about the podcast because it's amazing when we really want to share it with other people. Uh, If you loved it, please let us know on Twitter, on other platforms that we have this on instagram uh and if you hated it be sure to send a message to caitlin directly (laughs) thank you tell me about how much you didn't like my speech there we go (laughs) no i thought it was an excellent speech speech. was baller it was excellent wow i was about to cry (laughs) like seriously i really tuned into how pissed would caitlin caitlin be (laughs) wait what are you caitlin aren't you caitlin caitlin (laughs) Oh yeah, that's true. Shit, they're merging together. I can't. I can't stop the it. Reality in the game. Yeah, send them to Caitlin, Caitlin, or Laitlin, Caitlin, or Maitlin, Caitlin directly, and um, mm-hmm. we have strict instructions of her to not pass any of that on. <laughs> oh yeah, um, correct. I ingest it, I keep it, and then I cry. Yeah. Yep. And that's yep. why she was so angry today. <laughs> no. Uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Bye. Bye, Bye guys. Bye. Bye.